Each year on July 7th, the streets of Pamplona in Spain explode with thousands of people parading the statue of the city's patron saint. Thanks to Hemingway, the week-long San Fermin Festival also attracts daredevils from all around the world. We're joined right now by Francisco Claria for an inside track on enjoying the San Fermin Festival in his hometown, Pamplona. Francisco, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hello, Rick. Now, you've lived in Pamplona how long? I was going to tell you my age, but it's for a long while. <laughs> a long while. Okay. <laughs> All my life. <laughs> All your life. Do you enjoy the running of the bulls? Ah, it's great. It's fantastic. Pamplona, it's a very quiet city all around the year with a lot of history, the Camino de Santiago, beautiful buildings, an incredible cathedral. And suddenly, on July 6th at noon, as Hemingway said, everything changes. The city explodes. So the city changes from a village city to an international city. And it's fantastic. People come in from all over the world. Describe the actual experience of the running of the bulls, which is just a couple of minutes out of the day. But what happens? Well, that it takes place at 8 o'clock in the morning every day from July 7th to July 14th. So we have all of these crazy people running in front, wild animals. It's all around downtown in the city. There are some streets. And what happens is that we free six bulls that will be bullfighted that afternoon in the bullring of Pamplona. And you have to be, you try to be in front of the bull. It's very difficult to be in front because when we say in front, we really mean in front. To know that you're in front of a bull, you have to feel the breath of the bull on your pants. That's how close you have to feel be. Feel the breath of the bull on your pants? Yep. Uh, <laughs> As he's just sitting there eating some grass? Well, he's not sitting, trust he, me. He's moving out. <laughs> he's moving and he has big, big horns. So <laughs> that's what you really have to feel. And you feel it. It's such an incredible adrenaline so, so they get this. A lot of surfers, they say it's like when you are on top of the wave, it's perfect moment. That's what happens. Uh, so for maybe for, for six or seven seconds, you could have the breath of the bull on your leg? Uh, if you're lucky, you can go up to eight seconds. Eight seconds. So it's incredibly fast. So adrenaline. Imagine the adrenaline. It is an adrenaline rush. And it's terrible because it's like a drug addiction. Once you do it once, you have to do it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> now talk about who these guys are. What Mozos? The mozos. Mozos. The mozos and the mozas now, the boys and the girls who run in front of the bulls, are the people who know how to run. What happens is that we have one million people in the city and you don't have to sign in. Uh, you jump in the middle of a street, you see a bull, and you run. That's the basic technique, <laughs> which is quite scary. But I've heard of, like, fraternity boys just getting drunk and going and running like a bunch of nuts. But you've actually got these mothos who are experts, famous. Yeah. They do it every year. They, they train. Yeah, we call them divinos. The divinos, which is, means divines, are the ones who really know how to run. They train all year round just for the running of the bulls. And they know how to get in front of the bull, run those eight seconds, and get out of the bull without, you know, disrupting the run of the other runner. So it's a very private moment, but you have to be good. You have to be a very powerful runner, but also you have to be a good person to run in front of a bull because you have to help other runners, and that's great. And about the drunk people, if you're drunk, you're not allowed to run in front of a bull. If you're happy, you know what I mean. You're allowed. But there's a thin line between happy and drunkness. So if you don't cross it, you're ready to run. A mozo, the, the, the real professional, get into his head for me for a minute if you can. I mean, the, the gun sounds and you know the bulls are coming. You haven't seen them yet. What happens? Time stops. You see a lot of people, but you don't listen anything. You get goosebumps. Your heart goes as fast as it can go. I mean, you can only hear your heart. It's like, kong, 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 kong. 
And suddenly that kong kong comes and you see that it's not your heart, it's the feet of the bull. And suddenly you say, if I'm not running, that bull is getting me. So you just explode and you start running. That is what a motho has to do when they know how to run. And then you have a, a uniform. These guys wear white with a red kerchief. Well, these guys and absolutely everybody. When uh, American people come to Pamplona during the week of San Fermin, we tell them, you have to be all completely dressed in white. I was like, excuse me, I'm not going to be dressed in white. It is incredible, but you're going to see one million people all dressed in white with a red scarf, a red sash. Uh, the tradition tells us that this dress, it represents the death of a saint, which is San Fermin, the one that we celebrated. And uh, he died, beheaded, so the blood coming out of his neck, it's the kerchief that we wear. Oh, to remember the decapitation mm -hmm. of the saint that you're celebrating, San yep. Fermin. Before the run, I understand there's a song that the Muzos sing. What is that? Uh, Can you sing me just the first line or something? <laughs> well, would, first let me explain you what it is. You ask the saint, San Fermin, for protection. You ask San Fermin to protect you when you run, and your colleagues, you ask San Fermin to also protect your colleagues. So it is a song that you sing three times right before the running of the bull. The first one goes very slow, and it goes, well, the song is... A San Fermín pedimos por ser nuestro patrón, nos guíe en el encierro, dándonos su bendición. Viva San Fermín, gora San Fermín, in Basque. A San Fermín pedimos means uh, to San Fermín we ask, uh -huh. because he's our main patron. So he's the patron saint of, of, of Pamplona, the state of Navarra. Of, of Navarra. We ask to guide us in the running of the bull giving us his blessings. Okay, so That's, just bless us as we yeah. run like mad and try not Please to get killed help by the us. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, there's this culture of San Fermin in the, in the city, which is the one that we go and kiss, and he has a red capote, uh, the red matador's cape, and we say that this capote is the one that helps the runners because there are moments that it's incredible that nothing happens yeah. and this San Fermin miracle working there. I was at Pamplona for the running of the bulls and part of it is just a big party, alcohol-fueled party, but actually the churches were filled and people really care about San Fermin. Who is San Fermin and, and why does he matter to the people of Navarra? Well, okay, uh, San Fermin, we're talking a saint was uh, from the 3rd century after Jesus Christ and he was considered to be the first Roman that was baptized in the city. And the thing is that the general said that whoever was going to be the first person to be baptized would be beheaded, would be decapitated, and that was him. So that is why we celebrate him. The things that on television shows, uh, on the news, you only see running of the bulls and drunk people. But there's a big festivity around it, and it is a religious festivity. So, mm -hmm. And every day is a different day. One day is for young kids, another day is for babies, another day is for the grandparents. So all the kids go, all the babies go, the grandparents go on their day to see San Fermin. And we celebrate it with big heads and giants and you run in front of the giants and all the kids it's fun and it's incredible you know i'm normally not that into going to the big crazy raucous chaotic festivals in europe but i was there for three days thoroughly enjoyed it and i thought pamplona did a great job of organizing it all as you mentioned there's parades for children there's all sorts of beautiful religious processions the bars and the restaurants are just so full and energetic and every morning at eight o'clock you got the running of the bulls. The whole city has this rhythm down where, you know, at night everybody's out, there's broken glass and people passed out in the corners. And then in the morning it's all cleaned up. And then in the day it's sort of family friendly. And it seems they've got it figured out. It's incredible. Really, our city hall, they work hard 
many months ahead. <laughs> and well, now they know how to do it. So you have to think that we welcome so many people that the city turns around. All the cleaning crews, all the doctors, uh, all the police officers, everybody is working and everything works pretty well. It's not a party just for night. So if you want it the night, you're going to get it. But also if you go during the day, you're going to enjoy it. And it's going to be clean in a small city where you welcome one million people. It's going to be clean and you're going to have parades and music and everything. There's over 400 free activities during that week in Pamplona. So if a tourist wants to go there, it's once a year. It's every year from July 6 to 14. Every morning at 8 o'clock, there's a running of the bulls. Really, the only thing you need is a hotel. Well, uh, you're going to need a hotel room. I don't recommend you to go from July 6th to July 8th because it's going to be packed and you're going to pay an incredible amount okay. of money. But if you go from July 9th all the way to 14th, it's going to be cheaper. Don't go on the weekend. It'll be more crowded. And if you want another tip, go to San Sebastian. Wake up early in the morning and come to Pamplona. It's only an hour drive. Now that's a great idea. I love San Sebastian. And then you don't need to worry about the exorbitant cost of a hotel. Uh, I was <laughs> I was impressed by thinking 8 o'clock, that's awfully early in the morning. But for half of the people watching the bull, it's not early in the morning, it's late at night. <laughs> for most of the people, it's very late at night. <laughs> <laughs> but after you do the run, how long does the run take? It takes two minutes. But then I loved the, the tradition. You go to a, a little party upstairs and, yes. and watch it on watch it on TV. Yes. Uh, Your whole to... run. You When you were looking, you just see it flip by in 10 seconds. Uh, okay, if you don't run with the bulls, that I don't recommend you doing it, yeah. uh, you have to rent a balcony. Go rent a balcony, watch it from up in a window, and yeah. it's not too expensive. It's going to be 75 euros per person, a good balcony. You can get cheaper, but, you know, you're going to be one day in Pamplona. It's yeah. 75. Go there. And you're going to enjoy, because it's going to be a private house, you're going to be with whoever is in the house, and you're going to have some breakfast there, and you're going to see after the running of the bulls. The running of the bull takes two minutes, but what you're going to see from your window is going to be 10 seconds. It goes very fast. And after that, you have to watch it on TV, and it's great. I've been with people from everywhere in the world, in balconies, many years, and not even one has said that it's not worth it. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We are enjoying the running of the bulls in Pamplona with the help of Francisco Gloria. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Andrea's on the line in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Andrea, thanks for your call. Hi, thanks for having me. I thought it was interesting. I actually um, saw the running of the bulls in 03. Didn't run. I just watched it from, from the fence along the side of the route. And, you know, the, the basically the bulls are running down to the bullpen, and then every night they have the bullfight. And I thought it was fascinating because I thought the whole experience was simultaneously thrilling, but then also I, I sort of had a conflict because of the nature of the bullfight. And I was just interested in Spanish culture. I know that parts of Spain have outlawed bullfighting, and I, I was just interested in hearing a discussion on that topic. Very good point. So just to set the stage, of course, this is a ritual where you take the bulls from the pen, they run through the city to the arena, and that evening, part of the festivities is uh, a very popular bullfight, and all of the bulls are killed. Francisco. Okay. Uh, hello, Andrea. The tradition of bullfighting, it's incredible. Well, if you go to the bullfight, uh, instead of just going there, try to understand what's going there. The bullfight is not just killing an animal, okay? Yes, you're right. The bull dies at the end. But it's more a romantic relationship between the bullfighter and the bull. When the bull comes in the arena, the bullfighter welcomes him. And the bullfighter, his job is not to kill the animal. The job of the bullfighter is to try to get the bull alive out of the plaza. And he's the only one who can do it. Okay, so 
The bullfighter is not the bad guy. There is a judge up there. You probably don't see it if you're new. And he's the one telling what to do. And the bullfighter has to show off the good points of the bull. You have to think that for Spain, a bull is the more powerful animal. It's incredible how we worship bulls. You're celebrating the importance of the bull, but it's a ritualistic killing of the bull, ultimately. Yeah. There's no getting around that. It's just interesting to me that bullfighting is covered in the culture pages rather than the sports pages in Spanish newspapers. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have missed one going to Spain. I knew how important it was to the Spanish culture. And I, I guess like any culture, um, as things change and modernize, I'm just curious as to how divisive mm -hmm. that issue is in Spanish culture in modern time. Well, uh, for example, in Catalonia, they have bound it. They don't have any more bullfights. So around Barcelona, that whole area, yeah. no more bullfights are allowed. No more bullfights are allowed since 2011. And the rest of Spain, I think, we're going to still have bullfights, especially in Pamplona. In Pamplona, if you take bullfights out of Pamplona, Pamplona wouldn't be <laughs> Pamplona. <laughs> you know, it's it is an interesting issue, and I can understand how people would be concerned about it. It does have very deep roots in in the Spanish culture. Well, all the Mediterranean, the Greeks, the Romans, always they have portrayed the bull as the power of the king. Through history in Spain, we've always portrayed the bull as the powerful, the most powerful animal. And I I think that's one of the things that fascinated Hemingway. I mean, Hemingway wrote, he loves the the spectacle because it's two wild animals running together, one with two legs and the other on four. Ernest Hemingway, it is for us in the city, he's the hero. He put us in the map. He came to Pamplona in 1923 for the first time and uh, he fell in love right away with all the bullfighting thing and especially the running of the bulls. And he wrote the book, The Sun Also Rises, that takes place in the Rhino of the Bulls of that year. And that explosion, that two un wild animals running in front of each other, that is what, when you see the Rhino of the Bulls, that's what you feel, that's what you see, that's what you It's hard experience. to explain. I agree. I, watching it several times, it was two animals, one human and one on four legs, yes. running together. Andrea, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. Francisco, if a tourist wants to run... What equipment do they need? What do they do if they fall? When are the bulls the most dangerous? <laughs> okay, if you're going to run in front of the bulls, first, don't do it. But <laughs> if you're going to do it, might as well be prepared for it. So first, sleep well. Go to bed the night before very early. If you finally get to sleep, do it very deeply. The next morning, warm up a little bit. Don't go, you know, be prepared. This is a sport and you're going to be from zero to 100 in nothing. And always remember one thing. When the bulls pass by you, you have to count. You have to count six bulls, okay? Because no matter what happens, all of the bulls have to go by you. So count up to six. There's always six bulls. But don't be fooled because there are bulls and steers. We have eight steers. So you need to look if it's a bull or if it's a steer. So there's 14 animals tromping down there. You better be careful. And if, <laughs> if you fall, what's the best thing to do? Lay down. Okay, it's like earthquake, duck and cover. It's better to be run over by six bulls than being horned by one. So be there, stay there, pray very fast. I don't care to whom you pray, but pray. And somebody will tell you stand up. When all the trouble is gone, just stand up. But don't stand up by yourself. Let somebody help you. Wow. Do people get hurt? Well, they do. Statistics tells us that we have one dead person by horn every 10 years. We have uh, three people horned every year, but not dead. 
And we have about 60 accidents a day. 60 accidents are, you know, me hitting you or oh, you just, twisting your arm or... Just on, on the streets? Yeah. Apart from the running? No, no, in the streets. In the, in the running. In, in the, the running. running. Ah, the running. okay. So there's 60 injuries, yeah. a couple of gorings, and every 10 years a death. How many people have died over the years, do you know? 25. 25. As we have recorded. I would imagine there's more injuries in the bars and on the streets before and after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the night is very long. And then when the festival's all over, what happens? Well, suddenly the city's empty and it's time to catch up and try to make a livable city again. We but, have to... but the festivities at midnight on July 14. Oh, well, that is the pobre de mí. That is the saddest moment when we all cry. We go to the city hall and in front of the city hall we all wear a candle and we sing a very, very sad song that says, Pobre de mí, pobre de mí, que ya se han acabado las fiestas de San Fermín, which means... Poor little me, more or less, now that the festivity of San Fermín is over. So it is a pity. But For us, the festival is over until next year. Until next year. And right after you sing that song, you're all happy because, hey, it's only 365 days to go. Till and the next running of the bulls yep. in Pamplona. Francisco Glaria, thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to Spain, Portugal, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next European adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com. <laughs>